you've spent time with someone else that you care about, you've had that unique connection with that person, Mm -hmm. and then you bring all of that brilliant energy and all of that happiness back to our relationship. Yeah. So I'm usually really, I'm happy for me, but I'm also super happy for you. You know, actually, I was thinking about this because I'm the one that edits the podcast. Uh-huh. You have been counting the episodes. Like yeah. you've said, oh, episode three, now you said episode four. Like I'm wondering at what point this is going to stop. Like, uh, gonna- <laughs> like, never. Okay, everybody, welcome to episode 405. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do 405 episodes? No, but it's just so funny. It's like, because it's, it's sort of still new. That'd be the longest running podcast in history. You're still you know, counting the episodes. Yeah. Episode four. Like it's a little bit like we don't need to say when that every first, time, do we? When you first open your relationship, you start you go, partner number three. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> and then eventually you get to like partner ten. You're like mm. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm seeing a new person. That's so funny. <laughs> it just makes me laugh because I'm always just like easy like the last couple of times we've recorded and because I've listened back to it and edited it. I just thought to myself before we started, is he going to count? It's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> he did. You <He> did. <laughs> uh, it's going to become a thing now. Yeah. Well, maybe eventually it will be, what are we talking about today? Welcome to the uh, something episode. The, I don't know, the... Well, we won't really. I mean, there's numbers. Like the episodes are numbered like on Spotify or whatever. Yeah, true. But I just... So people don't need It's to just talk. a new thing. It's making me laugh. It's just like... Yeah. I'm not, oh, not even gonna, yeah not I'm not even going to say what the episode is on because you all know you clicked on that button you clicked. <laughs> well this is the thing it's so, like you know when you you know you're, you're dating someone and you're like oh I'm on a third date oh I'm on a fourth date like and then now we like, after a while you just stop counting I feel like that's what's going to happen with our with our yeah, podcast true. as well eventually you're going to just stop counting yeah like what date what date are we <laughs> when we have date nights you know we still have date nights so. What 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 date are we on? Yeah, I'm like not out here counting, being like date three hundred and eighty-six. <laughs> it's like Ross being like, we had sex two hundred and ninety-eight <laughs> times. Like, Ross, you, you can't count. count? You can't count. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah, you are such a loser. Literally. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny. Episode four. You are such a loser. Speaking of losers, oh, um, the British weather. Ugh. I'm not. I'm not okay. Like, okay, I know I chose to live here. I'm 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 aware of my choice. Yeah. But but it's still. We have the heating on right now and it's well and truly spring. It's yeah. Like it's rude. We're well in, we're like 3 4 nearly 4 weeks into probably no we are uh, 4 and a half weeks into spring. It's rude. And it's Okay, just... so today I left the house to go and do some work in a cafe and it was the first time that I was wearing just a jumper, like not an overcoat as well. And so I was like, "Oh, it's a bit warm." And then I left the cafe after a few hours to come back home and I was chattering by the time I did the 50 metre walk between our door and the cafe that we like to go to. Yeah. And 
I, I mean, I also think that it's an extremely British thing of me to just constantly bitch about the weather. Like, I'm more than happy to partake in yeah, that part time, it, past I th- time, you I know? It, I think it's less a British person thing and just a if you are in Britain as a person thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't help it. You just sort of, it sort of just becomes part of who you are when you're here. It's insane. <laughs> it's, I, I just, I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm extremely Australian and it's very obvious that I'm Australian in day-to-day life in this country. What? But I just... You're Australian? That... The weather, it just gets to me sometimes. Like, sorry, but by the time I get to this time of the year, I'm like, okay, I've endured the eight months of misery and cold. And now give me some four yeah. months of sunshine, guys. Like, and the annoying thing is insane. this time as well is you when the, when you, the sun is on you, it's quite pleasant. Oh, it's But gorge. then as soon as it goes behind a cloud, it's you're back in Antarctica. It's like you're, it's only warm indirect sunlight. Just the worst because then you get sweaty, but then you get, but then you then you're really cold. So you have to, I don't know. There needs to be there needs to be more of those sorts of wool jackets that kind of keep you warm, but prevent you from getting too warm because they breathe. The breathable you know I mean? ones, like the hikers' warm. socks and there stuff. Needs to be there, more yeah. of that that's like genuinely affordable because that shit is normally so expensive. Anyway. I mean, um, a lot of people (laughs) question me about why I moved here. Like a lot of British people, they say, oh, you're Australian. Why on earth would you come here? And there's so many reasons why I love being here. But when it comes to the weather, I totally understand that line of questioning. But then again, we're in London and London during the summertime when it actually is summertime and you've got more than, you know, a few hours of um, sunlight. It's actually just awesome. It's a great place to be in the summer. It's, it's in, the, in the summer, stunning. it's just so alive yeah. and everyone's out doing things. It's just awesome. It's a good time. Alas. Uh, um, speaking of getting out longer. and doing things, are you enjoying my segues? <laughs> Superb segues. <laughs> uh, I, when I was at said cafe today. I calling you Job with your segues. <laughs> oh, we'll be talking about Arrested Development yeah, we will. later that, on that in is a, episode, a little, actually. A little bit of a, a, a segue in, in, in and of itself, just a bit too early. <laughs> preemptive, a, um, preemptive segue. Just a little bit of, you know, to entice you to stick <clears throat> with us for the entire hour that we'll be with you today. Yeah. Uh, Before that, though, you've been doing something new. Oh, yeah, well. I have been. Sort uh, of. When I was at said cafe today, you know, for research purposes, <laughs> I'm joking, <laughs> uh, I downloaded hashtag open, which is a dating app for mm-hmm. non-monogamy. I mean, it's not just for non-monogamy. There's a lot of like queer dating apps and stuff as well. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, hashtag open indicates that they have a lot of like the um, vocabulary that you would use, you know, when you set up your profile. I was actually really impressed. Like you put your name or you can use a fake name, whatever's like more comfortable for you, your photos, like a bit of a bio, all of that, which is great. You know, your sexual orientation, what have you. And then you also like, so you self-identify whether you're partnered, you're solo, whether you're part of a polycule. And so there's heaps of really inclusive information that you can put in there. There's also the option where you can put like, um, they have all the options and then it says other and then you can just use your own words. So there isn't, because I find on a lot of the dating apps that exist, there's just like a set number of options. Mm. And I mean, inevitably there are going to be people that don't fit into these options because essentially these are all just like made up words and made up categories that we have to explain who we are and where we fit, but that's not always going to be completely inclusive. Mm -hmm. And so you have this option where you can just like type in your own thing. 
Mm-hmm. I happen to fit in all of the options that they had already. So congratulations! Thank you so much. I'm so proud. I fit in all <laughs> the boxes, and that was really so. I just put that in, and they have a section about preferences, and they use like a number of hashtags. So you hashtag what you're looking for, what you'd be open to trying, and then there's also a section on your hard boundaries where you say what you definitely don't want to do, and again you put in some hashtags mm-hmm. around that. So mm-hmm. you can go through and just it's like a normal swiping sort of left right situation, mm-hmm. but there's also an option where you can search for people's like handles you have like a handle on the app that you Mm. write yourself or you can just search for the hashtags so if you're looking to have a threesome you can search like hashtag threesome or if you want to have uh like a partnered like do something with your partner or you're looking for lesbians or whatever you're looking for Mm -hmm. you can just type that in and then it shows up some of the profiles that have that as well super interesting yeah it is interesting from my perspective um I, i i like I famously in um, in my social circles um, like really hate like labels and people people mm. in boxes and stuff. But I, you know, I, even I have to admit that when it comes to this sort of thing, it, they are useful. You know, it is useful to have this yeah. because if you're looking for something really specific, then yeah, that's where they're really useful. Um, when it comes to like trying to define people as a whole, I, I think that they're always a little bit reductionist. But um, yeah. But yeah, but like they, they obviously have their place and that's really great that there's like, and you can even make up your own word for things and uh, because it, it is a spectrum and, and some you can be, you can get really specific with the, you know, where you fit on that spectrum if you want to. So that's, yeah, that sounds really cool, really refreshing. Um, I'm guessing you'll keep us updated on how oh, that goes. Of course I will. I have also downloaded it. So uh, I, I, I will also be able to, I mean, I haven't used it yet, but um uh, yeah, we'll 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 check in, and it would be interesting to see how our experiences differ. Um, yeah, from other apps, it's uh, it's also really cool because oh, and I just mean between you and me. Oh yeah, like of course. how your experience differs to mine. It's always interesting. Like a new app is like it's a new brand, so mm. usually it attracts like a new pool of people, and that's always interesting to see what you what you can and can't find, and when you said that you're going to use it as well, there's an option to have, you can have like an individual profile or you can have a joint profile. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the option to have multiple partners connected as well. So that was really nice to see that it's inclusive of relationships that include more than two people, which is not that easy to come by yeah. on other. I don't know whether on field you can add more than one partner, but I I've never tried so. to be honest. So no, I, I don't, don't know for certain. I, th- I think I'm pretty sure you, I've never seen more than one partner than, in field. Yeah. So that yeah. is, a, that is an area where uh field can maybe improve moving forward. Cause obviously uh, yeah. field is quite geared towards non-monogamy and uh, yeah, it, you know, it, not, not, not exclusively, but certainly um, as a big yeah. Yeah, non-monogamous yeah. folks are definitely on there a lot. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool as well. Mm-hmm. And that's like the first prompt when you download it and sign up. It's what kind of profile. You can always add partners and take away partners as well. But they that's the first question. It's like, are you individual? Do you want a partner? Or you, do you want like a polycule or a more than three or four, like a, a, a wider polycule? Yeah. So that's really cool, I thought. So you never know who we'll find or what we'll see. But... Yeah. New territory. Yeah. I, would, I I like it when you get a new... Da- I mean, I I also downloaded an app, a dating app, which I, I mean, I suppose I should mention because that would be useful um, in, on, the, <laughs> on the dating episode um, <laughs> called To Date, mm-hmm. which is uh, basically you... If you've got like a free day, if you're lucky enough, 
to um, to have a completely free day, then and you fancy meeting someone new, then you can you can go on there and you can kind of make people make other users aware that you're free to go for, and you kind of select what activity you want to do: drinks, lunch, coffee, a walk. Um, yeah, all kinds, all kinds of and things. And there was it's also kind of a couple of hours. Like it wasn't like you had to be free the whole day. Couldn't you specify no, yeah, what time of the day they, you were I free? Think they, they basically break it up into morning, afternoon, and evening, and mm. and then you you match with people, and then you go, you message them, and whatever. I haven't used it that much yet, but I, it's a really interesting concept. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It you know I think sometimes sometimes you know when if you've matched with someone on any any other app, sometimes you're a bit like. I just, can we just expedite the process and just see what happens? Yeah. Sometimes you, totally. you, you kind of, I mean, not not always. Like sometimes I'm a bit, most of the time, I would say I'm much more cautious and I'm kind of like, just make sure that you're not, you, that, you are my, that you are the right person for me to meet up with. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes you're kind of like, fuck it. Let's, let's just kind of see what happens, right? Let's just meet up with this person I've been speaking with for an hour, maybe half an hour. And if you feel like there's a click there or, you know, you, or you're just a very social person who enjoys meeting one on one, like, uh, you know, you know me, I groups bigger than three. I'm just like, <laughs> just can't do this. it's a lot. Yeah. For, totally. for you, you yeah. know, neurodivergent people like myself, I'm just like, let's just shrink the group activities down to <laughs> maximum of three people. Mm. But um, I, I thrive on in one on ones. Yeah, I do. do. I do pretty well there because I can just focus on that one person. And so like this whole like, I'm going to meet someone new now. I'm going to go out. And that's kind of exciting to me, yeah. provided, you know, you do it safely and, and whatnot. It doesn't seem to have a lot of users on there at the moment. But I think it's a it's a cool. It's a bit like Thursdays. There was an app called Thursdays where it was like, yeah, you go on there and you arrange a date on. Thir- I don't know why it was Thursday. It never. Well, no, never it had was also like uh, there were meetups, so you had to sign up for the app, and then you could go to the meetups every Thursday. Is that right? Yeah, a few of my friends went or oh, to okay. a few, and you'd it was there are different bars and things across the city. I think there are obviously more cities in London, but it was across the city. You'd mm-hmm. go, and it would be all singles. And you could go and yeah. meet other people, and and that's in, that's there's an interesting question to be asked there, which is just singles or people who are also non-monogamous. That would be interesting, well, because obviously, yeah, like a lot that. of the people there are, aren't going to be expecting non-monogamous people to no. be there. But like, it'd be kind of cool to have a Thursdays type app that's for non-monogamous people or people so. who are cool with the non-monogamy thing. Yeah, because I think just from hearing my friends' experiences, like I don't know whether that would be necessarily somewhere that say I could go or that we could go yeah. and meet up with people and then they find out that we're actually already partnered. Mm. I don't know whether it was necessarily inclusive of that. I mean, I don't know because I haven't downloaded the app. I've not been to one of these things, but yeah. Yeah. I do I doubt it and and that is certainly something that when you are non-monogamous or in another form of alternative relationship style that some places that are more quote-unquote mainstream for dating aren't necessarily the safest places or are not necessarily open or inclusive to to that and that's super unfortunate but it is the reality you know unfortunately yeah it's i think it's understandable to a degree as well because some people just will want to go to those places to meet people who are monogamous. So I get that. I, I get that. But, um, but I mean, we're not even at a point in terms of 
the validation or the de uh, destigmatization of non-monogamy that we can uh, just openly do that. Yeah, yeah, I think most people would be. I think it would actually be quite a stressful situation for a non-monogamous person mm. who then has to tell those you know, someone they've been talking to for an hour or two. Oh, just so you know, I'm in an open relationship. I think some people would really be quite pissed off about it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think they should be, but at the same time, I, I think that would be something that if you were going to do that, you'd have to you'd have to be upfront about immediately. Yeah, you know. But I think even better than that, let's 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 get an event going that's that's like that for non-monogamous people you know that'd be well cool. i think you know it's what it is is you know this thing thursdays you know or other apps that, or experiences that are similar you know people go to these events and they're built on the assumption of monogamy like most things are in society and so you sign up for thursdays and everyone's assuming that everyone's there who's single in the traditional sense and are going to meet their lifelong partner mm-hmm. and I think ideally what would be great is if companies like Thursdays had a people looking for monogamy and a people who are non-monogamous options and have different yeah. nights or different days of the week. And so therefore it's a little bit more inclusive. So I don't know, Thursdays could be for singles, but Wednesdays could be for non-monogamous folk or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying like, I feel like a lot of these businesses and apps are still built on the assumption of monogamy because that's just where we are as a yeah. society. But in the future, hopefully when these businesses are being built or in future iterations of existing businesses, people will be able to think about, okay, there's a large group of people here, big market that we haven't tapped into. Let's facilitate these people also having meaningful relationships. But I think until there is more understanding and a wider discussion about the diversity of poly experiences, I think until we get to that, we're not going to see that yeah. as mainstream. Yeah, definitely But not. you know... Yeah. Change is slow. Every little step. So but, yeah, but so but so in terms of the dating apps that we're we're talking about here, uh, just to get back to those for just before we move on to our, our lovely Main topic. topic. Um, I think a good idea would be would be to maybe we'll 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 both actively use them for a bit, mm. and then we can do like a like a dating app review, kind of like a public <laughs> yeah. service for all our. <laughs> You know, non-monogamous listeners uh, and the monogamous ones. You know, who knows? They well, might yeah. be open to. They might be open. To, um, <laughs> if you guys could see the look that I Rich was just gave way me, that too excited about that. Just that. <laughs> oh, oh. Dear. Yeah, if they're um, yeah open to thinking about. Well, you know, uh, I think it's just interesting. It might just be useful. We're doing this in our own life as well. Just look going on apps and trying them out and surveying them from a non-monogamous perspective. Like what do we, how, how inclusive are they? Can you find other people who are non-monogamous using those as well? Mm -hmm. I had a lot of friends recently talk, tell me that they are on Tinder and they said that there's a lot of non-monogamous folk on Tinder these days. Now, when I first started using Tinder a decade ago, I, well, I wasn't looking for non-monogamy, but I also don't remember that being a thing as much yeah so it's it's interesting so yeah we'll um yeah. we'll look guys we'll report back yeah you made me think of something about, about like tinder's massive advertising campaign at the oh, moment oh my god yeah and some of the some of the taglines are like the tag- questionable I'm, I'm a big fan of the fact that there are lots of queer relationships yeah. depicted yeah. but I did tweet at them and I said in the tweet that it would be really cool to see a polycule or a thruple or 
a not a relationship of more than yeah. two people in, depicted there as well. But which I don't even think they facilitate for yeah. at all at the moment, do they? Which whatever. Like I mean, I've heard that there are still quite a lot of non-monogamous people on Tinder. Yeah, I used it for a bit and just I just felt like like it just doesn't work for. It, it, yeah, I just don't think that it's it's just not geared that way. It doesn't attract necessarily enough non-monogamous people. Mm. You, you'd be better off just using Field. Um, yeah. And maybe this hashtag open app. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. We'll have a look, yeah. yeah. Um, so, on the dating subject, get that to, is to our the, topic to the main, today. The main, the main, meaning, meaning, meaty part of the... The, the meat. Yeah. The, the, the meat between the... The of bread. the dating hamburger. What's <laughs> <laughs> this analogy? I don't know. Right. Uh, so yeah, um, I guess like what we what, what do we want to do with this? We just wanted to talk about dating when you're in a committed relationship. For me, it was the first time I'd ever done this, being in a serious committed relationship, and then opening a relationship and dating other people while also being committed to somebody. Yeah, and. I guess we just kind of want to share a bit of our experiences and also just sort of talk about yeah. just dating how you in ease general. into it and yeah. how you well I mean there is no easing into it because I mean I think the first point to be made about this is it's it's a bit like ripping off a band-aid isn't it you don't really yeah. ease you just you just do it there's no like going on a half date or going on a going on like a like a sort of date you just have to go, go. on a date and do it um so well, yeah, yeah I mean, so I had some friends that from various experiences that were in, had met uh, their partner, uh, who they would call their primary partner, because these people that I'm talking about are hierarchical. And they had, from the minute that hey, they had met, had always agreed that they were going to be in an open relationship. They were never monogamous. Mm-hmm. But there was the first couple of months where they were dating each other and getting to know each other. It was new and exciting. Mm-hmm. But then after a little while, they were both like one of the the person in this relationship that I knew was saying, okay, well, like we've been dating for a while. We've not dated outside of relationship. We've always talked about being open, but how do we take this step of me talking about dating someone else outside of our relationship? We always knew it was on the cards, but we've never done that yet. We haven't taken that leap. Mm -hmm. And I relate to that a little bit with our relationship because we agreed to be in an open relationship. We talked about the rules. We'd done the quote unquote theory, so to speak, but we hadn't done, we hadn't taken that step and actually put all of that into practice. Yeah. And that first sort of discussion about I've got a date with somebody or yeah. I'm going to go on a date with this person or what do you think I'm going to uh, download a dating app? Like that's kind of putting all of the d- discussion and the talk that you've had into practice and yeah. that can be quite nerve wracking. Yeah, well... I mean, you you touched on the rules thing there. You said you said that you know we wrote the rules down, and that's that's I think that's rule rule number one is follow your follow your rules. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, in it's sort of a weird inverse of the first rule about Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. Is, <laughs> is the first rule first rule about <laughs> the rules is follow the rules. Um, make sure you have them in place. Make sure they're they're agreed upon and there's no ambiguity about them um i mean there's always going to be little areas that maybe you 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 don't expect are going to crop up or maybe you you know you're not quite anticipating that you'll need a rule for that and then you fill in those gaps as you go along but 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 generally you want to have your your big your big uh 
issues figured out figured out before yeah. you even go on a date so you know that just helps everyone feel a bit more secure and 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 a bit more yeah just yeah just less anxious about the whole thing so i think 100% um, and i think you know touching on those rules as well some couples have don't necessarily need to tell a couple other person like if you're in a primary relationship where you're going or what you're doing or who you're going with Mm -hmm. and for us personally we did have rules around knowing where each other were and so we already knew that we were going to talk to each other about it there was never going to be a danger of you just turning up at home one night and being like I was on a date you like I knew where you were going to go and we always approached it as a team activity and so I just like to like I love that you said that about follow your rules because you I think it's really important to have spoken about okay, we are open or we're polyamorous and we are going to date other people. And when we go and do that, this is what I do or what I would like to do with you. And just setting those ba- those boundaries really early on so there aren't assumptions of, well, I thought you were going to tell me mm-hmm. that you went on a date. Well, we didn't discuss that. And then, you know, there's confusion and assumptions there. So to try and avoid that, um, especially if you're going to open your relationship, really you can't operate on assumptions it's just it's just not going to happen you're not going to feel good about it so yeah and that comes all all comes back to the big c word communication i thought you were going to say consent i was like yes well there's that too but (laughs) but i mean you know between you and your primary if if you do have a primary then or your multiple partners yeah yeah exactly um making sure that uh, nothing is left unsaid i think yeah really uh, uh, provided obviously some things are left unsaid because some people don't want to know those things but regarding the date itself uh and what you where you're going to be i mean sometimes that's a safety thing as well obviously the yeah safety comes into it the big s word siobhan <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah like checking in yeah. Checking in when on dates, that's always been a huge thing for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> sometimes it's easy to get carried away and you might kind of text a bit too, a bit late. Uh, like that, this kind of thing I happens. I did that once, yeah. Well, I did too. <laughs> it does happen. But, yeah. Um, but, but like... That's something that we like to do, isn't it? It's something it? that we like to we do. We like to check in. Just like you would, I mean, I used to, before I met you when I was um, single and monogamous, I would always text friends that yeah. I was away, going on a date or who I was going with, yeah. especially in the world of online dating now where, you know, you are going to meet most probably a perfect stranger off the internet mm-hmm. and you've got to do your regular safety and, and care for yourself when you're doing those things so that you're yeah. looking after yourself. Yeah. I actually used to date a guy who had a primary partner as well and they would often share their location with each other. So if they were on dates at the same time or he was out or she wasn't, what have you, they would always just share their location on WhatsApp so they knew where each other was and that was sort of their way of staying in touch and knowing where they were at and just being aware of each other's, um, like where they were, you know. So that was... their version of that. Another word you just said there was care as well. And I think that's quite important because mm. we do, um, much like much like people do in the kink world, um, there's like aftercare. But we also have before care, um, which is kind of showering. I like to shower you with affection before I go on the date. <laughs> yeah. Just to kind of, you know, settle any, especially if it's a new person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the before and aftercare, and I, I just like to kind of show you who you who you are to me you know yeah kind of before and after just to 
just to sort of settle any nerves you do have. And it's also just nice, right? I mean, you and I are obnoxious when it comes to showing each other affection when we say bye. Every time we say bye, it's like we're saying bye forever. I'm so Even if we go, I'm just popping to the shops. Oh, bye. I'll see you soon. Love, 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 love you. It's so funny. I can't believe I'm going to admit this, but. I'm laughing so much because for me, one of the hardest times to say goodbye to you is when I'm going to bed at the end of the day. Oh, it's so funny. I'm in the next room and <laughs> I just it, but it's just really part like, of our routine. Bye. Like you're like, I'll literally be in bed in a couple of hours because I go to bed earlier than Rich. And it's just like every night I feel this weird like, okay. Bye now. That was another thing that was it's really so funny weird. was that when we mentioned that to someone, uh, they they were like, like, we asked them, do you go to bed at the same time? And they're like, yeah, every night. And we're like, really? I feel like this is, it's. I feel like this is, there's two kinds of people in this world. You know, it's, it's like, do you have your tomato sauce in the fridge or in the pantry? It's like, do you go to bed with or without your partner? Yeah. <laughs> because... We go to bed separately. You know, it's like people are really upset about that. It's like in Australia, it's like, does the Vegemite go in the fridge or the pantry? Like, it's quite a discussion. People have really strong feelings about that. And (laughs) it's, it's, you know... People have like arguments about tomato sauce. Where does it go? Is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, it's, it's it's genuinely about that. I know. That. I know. Oh, okay. Well, it's just like I think it's the same thing. It's does yeah. Just, do you go to bed with your partner? Because I've spoken to a couple of like my friends that are in relationships, and they're like, "Oh, we always go to bed together." That is going to be this week's poll. Yeah. This week's poll is: Do you go to bed at the same time? At as the your same partner? time as your partner slash partners. Because yeah. that would be really interesting as well, like polycules, if you're listening, if we have poly- big polycule or listeners. Or throuples. Um, I want to know, do you all go to bed at the same time or does like, do you, do you go to bed? Do you even sleep in the same bed? bed. That would be another one. Because, I mean, even even monog- some monogamous couples don't sleep in the same bed. Oh, my bed. God. We all um, know what my big dream is. My dream is two master day, bedrooms. Yeah, one day we're going to have two master bedrooms. I, I want I'm my own sick room. to death of her hogging the bed. I'm joking. That's not actually what I mean, I Also, we are just in double. Like, we're in a double bed. It's yeah, quite tight. So, we, you know, London if we had living, a bigger you know. bed, it would be nice. But also, my dream is just to have, like, my little haven with all of my crystals and sage going and <laughs> and you can just have your plain pictures and we'll be happy days, you know? I wouldn't have plain pictures. I would so, have... you'd have plain models. My bed would just be like an old, an old plane cockpit. Oh my God. <laughs> I build a simulator in my bedroom. Oh, so that's my dream. No, um, I wouldn't do that. But, but I do think that it's the way to go. Two different oh, bedrooms. I'm so into and it. you can decide, you know, if some, some nights you might want to sleep in the same bed, some nights you might want your own space. Like, I'm, visits I have am not- a huge person that needs for per, per, i'm not a huge person i was I, like where are we I, going I, with this <laughs> let me let me re- begin that phrase again i am a, i'm big into my space like i like to have my, my yeah. own space sometimes some other times very much not sometimes i can be very much a space sharer but i i more than you oh yeah need my own need some space and time just to kind of be alone and kind of you know I'm very like I think I just have the same space needs most of the time I don't fluctuate as mm. much as you but you really have times when you want me around like cheek to cheek or face cheek to face cheek or if you, <laughs> or, or other cheek to cheek or just like you need a lot of space 
And I'm just kind of, I feel like I'm always the same about what I like. I don't really fluctuate as much as you. Yeah. Where I fluctuate is the highs and lows of the emotional roller coasters. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we were talking about before and after date care and you said about saying goodbye. Yeah. And I just want to sort of talk about the end, like when you come home from dates as well, or well, both of us do this, we always send each other a text of some description, always saying we're on our way home. But usually we say something like, really looking forward to seeing you. Yeah. Really looking forward to spending tonight with you. Looking forward to a catch up, you know, yeah. whatever it is. But that's what's really interesting about when you go on a date with, with uh, like an E&M partner or someone new or whatever. Mm. Like you, you when, once the date is over, not only do you, not only do you want, just want, you know, you're, you're ready to go home and whatever, you're genuinely even more excited to see. I'm, this is certainly true of, of us, I For think. us, yeah, absolutely. Like uh, we, like I send those messages not because, uh, not out necessarily out of like an aftercare thing, but genuinely because I think it, I think I do look forward to it even more mm. seeing you again, and I don't know if you notice that, but like I, I think I don't know. There's this, uh, there's this sort of magnetism that suddenly happens. I'm like, I'm going back to my primary now. Or, yeah. Or, and I'm sure that people, other, you know, people in polycules might have this as well. I can't wait to go and see... This person. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 my other partners. Um, because I kind of want to share this... I don't know, maybe the, maybe it's the... If it's been a good date, there's a, a rush of endorphins and, and you kind of want to share that positive energy with that with the other partners as well I, I absolutely I, I, I genuinely don't know whether that's the case i just think that that it's a it, one way of explaining that i think is is that i think i think that's true for me personally well i don't know whether you see this from me but i certainly see it in you mm. before you go on a date i can tell just by how your energy and how you're how you are how excited you are, how, whether you're really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And I can also tell the difference between if you're looking forward to the activity planned on the date or seeing the person. Mm-hmm. And I can just tell from the way that you are, how excited you are. And yeah, yeah, there's usually a bit of a buzz about you. And that's actually really nice to see in your partner. Are you talking about my trip to the zoo? Well, yeah. <laughs> but No, but sometimes it's, I can, I, but I can, t- I knew you were excited to see that. No, an M partner I, yeah, of yours, yeah, yeah, but I could usually tell how like how excited you are and whether you're excited about like more about the person or more about the date itself. Yeah, and when and and likewise when you come home, I can always see your how how it went. Your energy is like it just for me, it's really easy to read. Mm-hmm. And again, it's really nice to have that energy and to have you coming back to me yeah. Yeah. with. You're feeling really fulfilled. You're feeling really just, you know, I, just, I think fulfilled is the word that comes to mind because you've spent time with someone else that you care about. You've had that unique connection with that person. Mm-hmm. And then you bring all of that brilliant energy and all of that happiness back to our relationship. Yeah. So I'm usually really, I'm happy for me, but I'm also super happy for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's the same when I come back from dates, but... Yeah, I mean, I can tell the difference certainly with you. Well, I mean, if I could just like on that, oh yeah, in that vein of thought, that's I mean, what you're talking about about there is is sort of compersion in yeah. a way. Which for our listeners, if you don't know what compersion is, it's basically this um, the, the feeling of um, you feel good for your partner 
when they've been on a good date or they've you know they've gone to see another partner and and they've come back really happy you're you're happy for them that that you you're there's less of the sort of jealousy that we were talking about in episode 2 there's less of that going on and there's more it's more just a feeling of happiness and and then you and, and I guess sharing in that as well yeah just what you exactly what you said i have heard it actually described as like the opposite of jealousy yeah in, yeah, in a, yeah, which yeah. is a really cool way to yeah. put it because it's not yeah. that you can't feel somewhat, them both <laughs> somewhat feeling them confu- yeah. confusingly both at the same time but yeah uh, anyway the what i was going to say because obviously at one time compersion was such an alien idea to you mm-hmm. uh, with me being the person <laughs> that is poly by orientation and i'm the one that if you listen to episode one then you already know the story Hopefully you've listened to episode one. Um, not to skip straight to episode four, like gone completely rogue. Um, but um, <laughs> a podcast, a podcast anarchist. <laughs> yeah, podcast anarchist. Uh, but so, like you, you were really worried once. Every every time I went yeah. on on a, on a date, especially when it was a new person, you would be really really worried. Um, mm. But now, the difference is, we kind of help each other get dressed. Which for you is an even bigger thing than it is for me. Yeah. So, talk maybe talk a little bit about that. Like, yeah. how did, what was there a time when it suddenly just like it went on like a light bulb and you were like, oh, I'm actually feeling fine now? Or was it much more complicated than that? I think I know the answer already, but for our listeners, <laughs> <laughs> I well, originally I didn't want to know anything. As I've said in earlier episodes, I didn't want to know anything about your partners and. I felt particular anxiety, as you mentioned just now, about you dating new people because I think something in my mind sort of unlocked a, this is a new, brand new opportunity for you to replace me, leave me, find someone better, etc, etc. And basically I would feel much better after like the second or third time you see it saw that same person because you'd still come back to me, you'd still be the same you, we'd have a stronger relationship and nothing would change. In fact, things would improve between us. And so then after sort of positive reinforcement, I think the jealousy and the anxiety of being replaced sort of simmered down a bit, which was really cool. And I also originally wanted – it was kind of weird about us, you, even using dating apps. I just was like – or can we just not, and if we meet people in the wild, you know, then we can maybe meet people that way. And after a a little while, maybe a week or so. You realise no one does that anymore. (laughs) I was just, I just had to really think on that. And I thought to myself, okay, that's not, like dating includes apps these days and that's not the modern dating experience. And if we're going to date, we're going to date. We're going to do the whole thing. And I think same in these kind of experiences – sort of mold into each other in my mind because I really with everything needed to just take one micro step at a time, mm-hmm. which I think is what I was doing when I was like, don't use the apps. Actually, yes, we can. Yeah. And then getting used to don't, oh, how many other people are you going to date? How, what what do the relationships look like up until now? I mean, I would also just 
so that I could again drip feed my how I was feeling and my worries. And it was more your your thought your the what your way of thinking was changing rather than the actual rules. Yeah, and that's really slow, and yeah. it is slow. And I mean, I used to want it when you were going on dates. I would take myself, as I mentioned in other dates, I dated myself for a long time, and I would especially take myself out of the house and go and do something that I really wanted to do. So I specifically wasn't there when you left the house. Yeah, I yeah. didn't really necessarily want to witness you getting ready choosing clothes, looking super cute as you always do when you go on dates and then to go and do all that for somebody else. I like, I didn't want to experience that. I needed to take my time experiencing that. Yeah. And it's been what, a year and a half since we've been open now ish. Yeah. And December of 2021. Yeah. yeah. So it's just very much, it just took a, it took a little bit of time and now here we are mm-hmm. and the other, like last week you went on a date and you came and you out and I, I was like, don't wear those shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you don't look cute. Wear these shoes. I mean, and then I, I, I got did. like a necklace I out did. for you. And then <laughs> I just thought you looked so super cute. Yeah. And I was genuinely excited because I was so keen for the date to go well for you. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to look the best that you could. In previous times, I would have gone, oh, brilliant. He looks a bit ugly in those shoes. <laughs> but it just shows uh, the transition. And... I think with anybody, any relationship, whether you're like had an experience like ours or whether you've always been open but you've never dated someone before or you're trying to navigate how to go on this first date or watch your partner go on this first date, I would just say don't be hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a slow process. You're not going to wake up one morning, which we'll talk about in our um, a finisher today about arrested development. You're not going to wake up one morning and go – I don't care about you going on a date. Have a great time. Yeah. I mean, some people might and power to you. But I do think that for most people, it's a slow adaption. It's a slow change and that that there are steps that you need to to work through to get to a point where you are genuinely feeling compersion and are genuinely happy for your partner. I mean, it took me a long time. You also can't force it, right? No. You have to to allow your... Like, your your brain goes through changes without you even realising it sometimes, just through educating yourself, having conversations with your partner and, you know, just the whole... That whole communication side of things is super important. Um, I mean, there's an element of actively addressing it in your brain and kind of Mm. almost meditating on it in a way or, you know, just thinking about it if you don't want to use that term yeah but that's basically what meditation is um you know the the chemistry not the chemistry as such but certainly the 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 way you think about it sort of changes and you don't even necessarily realize it's happening you you just kind of after after putting the hard work in one day you kind of wake up and have and have a realization but not until you've put all that hard work in does that happen you it's not gonna it's not just gonna happen magically you know you no. it, it, it is hard work and uh, yeah. but it's so fulfilling when you when you do well at it well it is and I think of course me going out and dating myself was I mean I'll be honest partially I just wanted a bit of a distraction I didn't want to be sitting at home thinking about you being on a date mm-hmm. but at the same time me going out and doing something that I enjoyed gave me the space to think about you going on a date yeah. and and 
the triggers that I was experiencing and why that might be. Mm-hmm. And I read extensively on the topic. I mean, I can't recommend it enough. If you're trying to understand something about yourself or the world, find as much literature as you can, listen to the podcast, listen to your audio books. I can't recommend that enough. Yeah. Giving yourself the tools, resources and vocab, super important. Super, yeah. But yeah, it it was definitely something that I had to get used to. Yeah. And can I, if I can just say one another thing, that like this, this is something that applies not just to changing your thinking about uh, relationships and stuff, and your your relationship orientation or whatever, but like I applied those same that's those same tools um, helped me, for example, quit drinking, yeah, and and stop taking drugs and things like that, yeah, was. I just buried myself in literature and, and mm. it really helped and helped me feel empowered because I felt like I was being seen. And the same thing happened with us reading the book together that we mentioned in, I think, episode one. We mentioned that we read a book together called Polysecure by Jessica Fern. And reading that was honestly like the first big, like when I first started to see really big changes, not just in you, but in myself as well. Mm. And so really cannot, I can't, if you, I mean, even if you're not a big reader, like just believe me, I'm I'm an intermittently big reader. <laughs> Sometimes I just read everything and anything. Yeah. Other times I, I I just forget what what a book is. <laughs> so so genuinely, just I I cannot stress that enough. Literature yeah. is magic. Super helpful. It's super helpful, and and yeah, it can change your world when when you when you find the good stuff. Yeah. You know, and you find the stuff to help explain what's going on within yourself or within yeah, your life. It helps equip you with vocabulary and vocabulary yeah. is also something that I am really big on because it, it does, it's the difference between uh, feeling an, like an alien and feeling validated and feeling like you, you're, you're, a, you're, you know, you're a normal in quotation marks, normal person, like that, you know, this is something that's real and you're allowed to feel this way. Yeah. So, so true. yeah. Yeah. I'm but, really um, glad you said that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, um, so if, uh, obviously we talk about we talk about apps a lot. Um, obviously we do meet people in the wild sometimes as well. I met Victoria. You met in the Victoria wild. in the wild. Um, and I'm so, constantly trying to lay the groundwork with people in the wild. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I mean, the, the differences are really interesting because obviously on an app it's all written there straight away. Open relationship. Mm-hmm. Here, here's my partner's profile, as in the case of Field. So, and we have pictures of each other. And we have on, pictures of each other, yeah. and it's totally fine and whatever. But of course, in the wild, you have to find an organic or semi-organic way to of kind of in. dropping it in. Now, we've recently discovered that we have a fantastic way of doing that. We just mentioned that we have a podcast coming out, um, so <laughs> we, yeah. uh, we 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 can say we've got a podcast, and they're like, "Oh, cool! What's it about?" And we can say, "Well, me and my partner are in an open relationship. Boom, done. It's out there. We like that's as organic as it gets." <laughs> so, yeah, I've been really experimenting actually with just like telling people it's been quite interesting yeah because i just said like, what have you been up to oh i'm just quite busy like my partner and I are launching a podcast you know and then the conversation goes from there but i mean we always talk about ways to if you're in the wild how how to mention that and i mean i mentioned in a previous episode about my work crush that benched me that how i mentioned it at lunch and tried to drop it into a story so it felt organic, like, oh, yeah, my partner's got a date this weekend or what have you. Yeah. To Would try you use that even if I didn't? Just as a kind oh, of... No, you didn't have a date. I just completely made oh, it up. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, so you did. <laughs> nice. I didn't, you didn't actually have a date. I just made that up because I wanted to make it clear, right, that you had a... That we were non-monogamous. Like, I wanted to make that clear. And... 
that sparked a lot of questions. Yeah. Well, this is it, right? There's always questions. There's always questions. questions. And I think another one that I really love, because we talk about this a lot, if we come up with a new idea, we're just like, oh, I thought of a new way to, you know, drop it into conversation. And one of the ways that I really like that you recently suggested was saying, oh, yeah, well, my primary partner or my nesting partner, like just hitting them square in the face with some terminology. Yeah, because you have two types of that. It's like, oh, so you're in an open relationship and they know straight away. Or it's like, what do you mean a primary partner? What's a nesting partner? And then you explain to them. Yeah. So that's another way that, you know, you can mention it if you meet someone. Because as we said earlier in this episode, monogamy is still, you know, the default and the norm. And that's fine. You just have to work out ways to communicate the fact that you are non-monogamous without Mm -hmm. also it feeling a bit creepy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you meet someone, they're kind of cute. You're having a flirt and you want to say that you're open, which does sort of signal to them that you may be interested in certain contexts. Mm. So you don't want to just be like meeting a stranger and chatting with them and then things are going really well, just having a chat or you're at a party and then you hit them with, oh, just so you know, like I'm in an open relationship, but that's why I'm flirting with you, but I, I wouldn't do anything unethical. Yeah. And that's you have could to put s- them off. You have to find and excuse the term, a softer opening. Um <laughs> a bit like you know when you open a new store, they have a soft opening. Um <laughs> like a soft launch and a hard launch. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You kind of have to do a so- a soft launch by sort of uh just sort of hinting at the fact in the most organic way possible <laughs> and sort of gauging their I'm reaction <laughs> from yeah. that so yeah not it's not, is it, I, I don't know if it, i was going to say it's not the sexiest of terms but is it maybe it is the sexiest of terms i don't know um but i also opening. think i also i'm not okay i'm don't actually don't know whether how you feel about this but i'm also totally fine with you or me or people in the world meeting up like you meet someone in the wild you have a chat with them you get on well with them and they're at a party whatever you exchange numbers and then as you're when you're texting then you tell them after having that first meeting by the way just so you know like we're in open relationship we're not swingers but Mm. we do date people we're not playing together at the moment and I just want you to know that up front before we go on a date I think that's also fine I don't think you necessarily have to hit them with it in the first interaction because it's that delicate balance between being open, honest and ethical, but also allowing a genuine connection to flourish. And if it, sometimes adding that, inf- that detail and that information might prohibit that original sort of the sparks flying. So I think as long as you're upfront during on the first date before or after the first date, I, I think that's okay. Um, that's my personal opinion though. Like I would not be upset if you did that well it's like well it's like when i met up with victoria on that date slash not date yeah it wasn't until we were having a conversation afterwards that and i think i I think that i personally think that this was this was also okay because it wasn't an explicitly a date Mm. um it was meeting up with some someone like-minded and and what have you Mm. um and i do also had already mentioned that i had a partner yeah um that I think that's even more important. Actually, is kind of being yeah. honest about that. Uh, so it wasn't until after the fact in the text message uh, conversation we had text message conversation. Jesus, how old am I? Um, <laughs> the WhatsApp conversation <laughs> that I had with her that I revealed that 
we were in fact non-monogamous and mm. I was kind of into her a little bit, you know. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's... I think so. I mean, and you do get, I mean, I what my, my dream, my dream is to be able to drop into conversation. I'm not single, but I am available. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just to see the confusion on people's faces. And, and then... I, I honestly, because you get, you get a bunch of different sort of reactions when people find out that you are non-monogamous or in some form of, uh, you know, open relationship, and they, I mean, I think if you were to drop that into a conversation, I think a lot of people would think that you're open for an affair, mm. and unfortunately, that is an assumption, and and that shouldn't be an assumption. I actually saw yeah. I was doing some research for just about this episode and other episodes and just looking about what has been written in pop culture about polyamory. And there was a headline from maybe like four years ago from one of the major London magazines. I won't name which one. And the headline was, what is is polyamory and is it cheating? And it's just interesting that people sometimes still think that you're in an open relationship and that's the same as having an affair or dating people that without your partner knowing and you're doing something sort of immoral and like that's not true. Yeah. And I, I've said this to a couple of people recently when they ask about that element of it and I just say, well, that's why sometimes we attach ethical or consensual non-monogamy as a prefix Yeah. because we want to make it clear that if you're not ethical, if you're not consensual, then you, it's just non-monogamy. Like that's cheating. So we are just, I think that's why that prefix has been attached because sometimes people will find out and they're like, oh, is that, does it feel like cheating? Are you cheating? Like, is it allowed? And unfortunately with headlines like that, that just reinforces the idea that what you're doing is something actually it's wrong and against ethics and morality. And One thing I like about, um, about, gauging people's reactions though when you when you do talk about you know you you might get reactions like that where where people mm. are a little bit closed-minded basically i think closed-minded or cagey about it or cagey or, or or maybe it's just you know ignorance um which you can't always blame people for because that that's what they're exposed to anyway right they're exposed their exposure to polyamory is the negative side of things or the the false, most mostly falsehoods. I mean, there's always going to be a small group of people that t- try to take advantage, you know, of of a. Of, I mean, I remember maybe this is a, full, a little bit of a false equivalency, but I th- I think it there's similarities worth noting. Uh, there was there was a bit of a thing happening around the time of the uh, women's marches uh, against Trump in in Washington D.C. There were yeah. there was a huge kind of. Um, <laughs> try and phrase this correctly there were a group of men a very small group of men within the feminist movement that weren't really feminists and they were kind of using using it as a way to kind of harass women basically and in that in that yeah exactly in that same vein you you will you may find and it is mostly men i'm sorry but it is i'm not sorry (laughs) that may be like i'm polyamorous but really they just want to fuck around and that's yeah. not that that is non-monogamy, but it's not ethical cool. non-monogamy. Um, nor is nor I would even go as far as saying it's not even consensual non-monogamy because, because no one knows because no one knows. Yeah. So there, it, there's not a consent of being non-monogamous. So 
that you may have sexual consent in individual in the individual cases you're talking about, but that doesn't make it ethical. And I think that, that yeah, there's definitely something to be said about that. But just to sort of rewind and go back to what the whole thing I was talking about, um, the, the when you when you mention this to a potential someone that you're interested in, or, or even just to friends, you or, or new people that you've met, I'm, I'm, I mean you can gauge based on their reaction whether they're your type of person in the first place. So it's actually kind of useful yeah. when people are, if they're closed-minded, I mean, I, I consider myself quite an open-minded person and want to, I mean, you kind of have to be to be in a relationship, but I don't necessarily get along very well with people who are closed-minded or maybe overly cynical. So it it can be quite useful to turn it on its head. It can be quite useful yeah. when you when you meet up, you know, to throw it in fairly early, so you know that you're not wasting your time. Either. Absolutely. Or and I don't mean that just from a romantic perspective, but also from a platonic perspective. I don't really want to make friends with people who I later find out are extremely close minded people, and you know, or strictly against non monogamy. Yeah, or any other, <laughs> or any other. Uh, facet of my personality yeah you know which is why i'm i'm fairly open about my sexuality now Mm. i feel very fortunate that i live in a country where i can be yeah for the most part i don't i don't get much in the way of negative reactions um certainly not from my own age group and 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 younger people as well so i feel very privileged there and so i would i'd love to get to a place with where I feel just as comfortable with polyamory because I'm still a little bit cagey about it. Yeah. Still a little bit cagey about telling people about it if I don't feel it's necessary, you know? Well, it's interesting. So I just finished reading The Unexpected Joy of Being Single by the brilliant and very, very talented Catherine Gray. She's amazing. And she, in that, towards the end of the book, she talks about how in the 1990s there was a book that was pitched to publishers in America called something like how to be happy single or it's okay to be single, I think it was. Yeah. And every single publisher rejected it and these people had to end up Mm self-publishing this book. And essentially the the sort of general consensus about the feedback they got from some of the agents and publishers was that this is a ridiculous concept because everyone wants to be in a relationship, even if it's terrible, people still want to be in relationships. So we're not publishing this book because no one will read it. And so it just goes to show where the world was at in the 1990s about people choosing to be single. Now I would suggest that we are in the 1990s of polyamory. Polyamory. In that. That's it. The end. That's where, (laughs) that's where I was going with all of that because I think that, I mean, it's not that there aren't, it's more open-minded. It's not that there aren't heaps of books about polyamory and open relationships. There are, and there are more and more being published every year, which is brilliant. Mm. But I think in terms of people assuming that you want monogamy, like people assuming that you want to be in relationships, which you're certainly, we're still, we're still there in, in, to a degree with being in relationships in general, by the way. That's not something that's really gone away, but it's certainly mellowed, I would say, since the 1990s. And I think if we think about in 20, 30 years from now, the open relationship thing will be less of a crazy topic. Mm. We won't be met with surprise and shock like people in the 90s saying that they're happy and want to stay single. Um, I think we've wrapped that up. Let's, yeah, let, I think we should. Definitely talked about dating pretty well, yeah. do you reckon? I'm just really keen to talk about this next 
but this next thing, because I fucking love this TV show. We've recently started, I mean, I've watched it before, but Siobhan hasn't, so I've introduced her to it. And uh, I have a really good record of, of, of introducing you to shows. That I like. That you like. There's maybe one, one and a half. That you, I'm scared to say in case I get shamed. Yeah, don't uh, don't don't say it because everyone goes, "What? How can she not like that show?" I don't know why they're American. That's weird. Yeah. Um, but we are going to talk about this on our the second iteration of our favorite segment, Polly Pop Culture slash Poppy Amory. I think we just need to keep it that way now. Yeah, we can still do a poll, but I just think that I love that it's Poppy Pop Culture. Slash- you know, yeah, but you know what's going to happen be 50% each and then we'll just have to leave it that way or we can just mold the two together and call it poppy pop culture no okay um right okay well so on, on th- this week on poly pop culture, culture slash, slash poppy, poppy amory, amory. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about Lindsay and tobias from, from arrested, arrested development. development now arrested development if you haven't seen it already what is wrong with you it's amazing um, yeah, I mean, not a hot take. It came out a long time ago. Yeah, but go I mean, watch it, it only finished. Well, it finished four years ago. Two thousand nineteen. Yeah, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. So, but it basically, we'll just talk about Lindsay and Tobias. Lindsay and Tobias are a married couple in the show. Really odd couple. Like, do not belong together at all. Really, they don't match up at all. That's one of the things that's funny about it. And they basically decide to open their marriage. Now, and this is kind of on the basis that Lindsay. She wants to have more of a sex life. She's not feeling very fulfilled. Yeah. Tobias is not really that interested. He's kind of a bit insecure about being naked. Yeah. Doesn't he's really. He's never nude. And she, you know, makes a lot of attempts to have sex with him, be involved with him, and he's not interested. And she doesn't really see where he's coming from by his insecurity with his body. And so they decide to open their relationship, yeah. essentially. Well, he kind of just suggests it out of the blue. And it's like, okay, then cool. And that's it. And that's it. And it's such a simplistic. We laughed so hard, yeah. hey. Because we're just like, and of course, Tobias is like, he's a th- he was a therapist, mm. um, and uh, he 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 mentions that he, he says like, uh, but I think Lindsay asks him, does does that ever ever work? And then he's like, oh no, of course they're they're deluding themselves; it never works. And we're just there like. Well, of course, it's not sure. going to work if you don't talk about it. Yes. But it's just, it was so interesting because they've opened their relationship to try and save their marriage and they don't have a discussion about what are the rules, what is it going to look like, yeah. how they're going to meet people, what the situation is. There's, yeah. there's none of that. And they have a daughter as well who's 15 in the show and they kind of don't really discuss it with her and then she finds out they're in an open marriage and then she just like, is very apathetic about it and it's just it's really a really interesting depiction of open relationships because of course some people do open their relationship to save their marriage or mm. their relationship and that can work if it's done properly yeah. and but you, it's not just done with a click of the finger it's just not it's not and then the early episodes where they've opened their relationship Lindsay is going out trying to find people to date and sleep with and Tobias is like following her around, like hyper jealous, yeah. like wanting to see what she's up to. Painting himself blue and hiding in and hiding. blue things. So <laughs> instead of working on himself and doing what it fulfills him, yeah. he's actually just following her around to see what she's up to yeah. and she's out there doing, trying to sleep with people yeah. and 
also in settings that are like the work Christmas party or just with mutual friends and things. So again, it's like not necessarily, they haven't discussed whether that's okay with them and it's just really funny. Yeah, It's basically, if you want to learn how not to do uh, monogamy, then uh, then then watch watch that. It's it, I mean, obviously, listeners, we know that it's a comedy, and that, that's literally the that's whole the point. point. Yeah. The whole point is that they're doing it badly, and 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 they don't really know what it is at all. And they're really. deluded, and they and don't know what's yeah, going on. And they're just complete messes, and they're overprivileged, and whatever. That's the whole point. We get that. we get it. We yeah, get that. we don't want people coming at us being like, "Oh, you take it too seriously." Like, well, the point of this segment is to kind of discuss these things with a little bit more depth, and you can't do that without taking it a little bit too seriously. So, well, yeah, it's also just we're talking about depictions of polyamory yeah. in pop culture, and, and that's course, one of them, right? Yeah, and, and the so where where I love it is is that it's hilarious, and that <laughs> you know yeah. I watch it and I think, oh, this is a brilliant how not to. It's funny because they don't know what they're doing, yeah, and they're doing it unethically. But but the the side of me that is a bit critical of it is that some people will watch that and think, oh yeah, that's <laughs> those crazy open relationship people. But yeah. some people will sort of have that subconscious thought and and take that in and and think that that's what what non non monogamy is and that's yeah. why it never works so that's where i would critique it as a you know i'm much more laid back than that fortunately so yeah, we have go ahead and, and enjoy it but it's but it is true like that's that sort of thing does happen that's how that's how stigma gets attached to these things when there's an over representation of the same sort of thing and this is just one example of of that this is just one example of non monogamy being portrayed in this way there's there's quite a few others which i'm sure we'll explore in the future but yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think as well. I would love to. I, I mean, I hope that the the producers and and the creators of this show have deliberately done this as yeah. a joke of this is not how non monogamy really works, and these people are silly yeah. about it, and they're not actually doing it correctly. And then those of us who are non monogamous, like I would love to think that there's they've just put something in there for us, you know, that we can laugh at it. <laughs> it's unlikely, you know, but yeah. <laughs> I do think it's unlikely, but we can laugh at it because we know that that's just not true. Mm. And we – but also I think because of the overwhelming perception of open relationships and open marriages that some people who aren't necessarily aware of it or don't have the vocab around or have never come into contact with anyone in an open relationship or marriage – we'll just think that it's that simple. Mm. And I mean, we can talk extensively on our experience of opening a monogamous relationship and how long it, it took and the the pain and the exploration we had to do. And there was none of that. So I think that it would have been really powerful to see them both come closer together, but maintain an open relationship. But I mean, yeah. I haven't watched the, all of it, so I don't know yet. There's a, there's, there's a drama out there being developed that, that will do that for us. Absolutely. <laughs> Rather than the comedy that's just outrageous. And, yeah, and, a biopic about us. But... Fun, yeah. but it, it also within it, because they're, they're not the only example of non-monogamy no. in the show. No. Because, of course, there is the matriarch of the family, Lucille, played by uh, Jessica Walter, who fan, is just, I mean, she, she passed away a couple of years ago. But, like, what a... What a legend! Absolutely brilliant. Um, opposite um, Jeffrey Tambor, who plays both George and Oscar, the brother, the twin, twin brothers. brothers, and of course she is in bed with both of them. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's it is it is obviously non monogamy, but it's completely unethical non monogamy. She's sleeping with the brother of the of her husband, husband. and 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 it's it's apparent she has been for their entire marriage. Yeah, and I mean George, her husband in the show also 
openly cheats on her. And yeah, yeah. You know, at one point, the assistant Kitty even says, "He said that he is not going to cheat on you anymore." And she was like, "Oh my gosh, really?" She's like, like really, really happy excited about, about that. Yeah. But she's also just as unethical, and it's just so funny to have this juxtaposition of yeah. this married couple who are trying to open their relationship and neither of them have actually hooked up with anyone really or had anything happen at this point and them trying to do it that way and then these the the parents in of the family are also non-monogamous not necessarily ethical but they both also seem to have an understanding of what they're what's going on and they're both kind of happy with each other doing it so i would kind of venture and say maybe they are actually a consensual they haven't really spoken like about it, but like in a way. Yeah. they're both kind of aware that they're sleeping with each other and yeah. they're both trying to sort of get each other back and be each other's favorite. But at the same time, they're like, oh, I know you've been cheating with this person. I know you're sleeping with my brother, but I still love you. Yeah. It's a really interesting depiction. It's also just interesting because on the one hand, they, they're, they're, bo- they're both in open marriages of sorts. The one that has been has been openly spoken about by the by the two parties involved, um, Lindsay and Tobias. Lindsay and Tobias, thank you. Um, ne- nothing's happened there. Yeah, like they've tried, or certainly she has tried. He's just focusing on his non-existent acting career. Yeah, but nothing's really happened there. Whereas the one that isn't explicitly ad- isn't explicitly addressed by both parties. Certainly not like yeah we're this is okay you can do this is like the stuff is always happening constantly oh absolutely <laughs> it's time. so funny and that's that, that's also just really funny it's it's just like it's a kind of like when it is consensual um, there's a there's a perception that it's just you're having sex with everything that moves but actually you you kind of take your time with it a bit more mm. whereas when it's non-consensual and when it's not unethical and it's cheating that then is kind of just sex all the time that's kind of the point right yeah that is quite funny that is a depiction that we but, see there that's but, true but there's also an aspect of tobias and Lindsay that is something that we've spoken about um b- before in that the the interesting dynamic there is that he seems to really crave the emotional connection. Yeah. And um, whereas she is, it's very much, I think it's very much linked to her self-esteem. Like the first guy that she seemed to have an interest in was 19 year old, um, Steve Holt, Steve Holt <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> So and of course it's it's it it's implied that she doesn't really she's not really interested she's just hanging around him because he's giving her compliments all the time mm. and making her feel good about herself. But it, it, having said that, there are times where she's clearly looking to have sex with someone. This is with Tom Jane, the character Tom Jane, played by the actor Thomas Tom Jane. Jane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thomas Jane. It's kind of like Nicolas Cage and Nick Cage. You know? yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I just yeah, that's kind of funny. That's kind of interesting, and that's where it, it maybe there's an accuracy to it to, to it, and just in just in that small small um, that na- narrow aspect of it being so like different partners need different things. You yeah, know? it's so true. Um, and although it's not always as as binary as sex and and emotions, yeah, the the certainly you know you look for other things from different partners. 
Absolutely. And yeah. so that, you know, that, that there's something to be said there about it, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, super interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, do you everybody. Have to add on, on, on that no, one? I think. Other than watch the really show because well. it's great. Oh, it's brilliant. I mean, not a hot take, but I really, yeah. really enjoy it. So, yeah. you know, you never know. We might have to have another sort of iteration of the Arrested Development discussion once we get further down. I don't know. Yeah, once you. We'll have yeah. to see because it's my first I, time. It's my. I would say, as I say before, it's my second time mm. watching it through, but I. This is the, certainly the first time I've watched it with with this lens on i think and yeah true and also i don't remember that much about the la- the later seasons because i because i have only seen it once it's not like always sunny that yeah, i've seen it 20 yeah. times 100 um, yeah. percent. i'm sure we'll find something always sunny. Oh, related to, to i should stuff. hope so it'd be yeah. rude not to yeah we rude not to uh, i'd also we'd also love to hear l- any listeners out there if you have some some wonderful suggestions of non-monogamy portrayals of non-monogamy or even just uh, so, you know something that we can look through a non-monogamous lens a bit like we did last last time with, with Phoebe. Phoebe yeah um yeah absolutely I'd, I'd love would to, love that I'd love to get some some more suggestions suggestions and discussions yeah it would be really yes. interesting so definitely get in touch with us you can subscribe rate and review please or, or, do that please do that you can do that and Please, and, do, and that. please do that. Yeah. It's really super easy, guys. All you have to do is hit five stars and submit. That's all we ask. And if you if you don't want to give us five stars, just don't rate us. Don't don't, don't rate us. <laughs> rate a different podcast. <laughs> <Rate> a different <laughs> share it with a friend. Share it with a colleague. Someone you think would benefit from this discussion, or is interested in non-monogamy, or just is looking for a new podcast. Yeah. You can also follow us on social media. We're at Polly underscore Podcast. That's at Polly underscore podcast <laughs> on both Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at our website, the poly podcast.captivate.fm, and you can email us at podcastthepolly at gmail.com. We will see you next time. We will see you next time, hopefully. Bye. Bye.